0: Welcome to Newsworthy with Norisworthy. Get ready for some awesome. Hey friends, welcome back. Uh, Today we've got the long-awaited Pete Holmes podcast. But before we talk about that, let me tell you about the National Conference on Youth Ministry, January 4th through 7th in Colorado Springs, a conference put on by Youth Workers for Youth Workers. If you're interested in hearing from Naughty Bowls Weber, Jonathan Storman, or a bunch of other quality speakers, go to ncym.org for more information. Uh, Now, let me tell you, we've got uh, Pete Holmes. This is a podcast that I did a while back. It actually was the Saturday night. Actually, it was early Sunday morning uh, when we actually were recording this before my very last sermon at uh, my church that I was a part of in Denton. And I waited a little while just because... This might not be the uh, best first impression for some people to have of their new preacher. So uh, for those of you who have been waiting for this while, sorry to keep you waiting. But uh, if you don't know who Pete Holmes is, he used to have a late night show on TBS after Conan O'Brien. He has a super popular podcast called You Made It Weird. And he currently is working on a uh, a new show, a sitcom for HBO. He's working alongside of the famous director Judd Apatow on that. And so you'll probably hear about that uh, in coming months. But uh, this is an interesting conversation. Uh, Pete is, in a lot of ways, the, uh, a good example of someone who had a faith, an orientation, a disorientation, a reorientation. The three phases we talk about a lot. Uh, constructed a conservative Christian faith. That didn't work out for him, so he deconstructed, and then you'll hear some of the choices he made as he reconstructed his faith, and I think the choices he made are uh, quite popular these days, and so he he helps a lot of us see a worldview that maybe we didn't know too much about in this conversation, and uh, it definitely is going to be one of those conversations that we break down a lot on the Wrap Up podcast, so get ready for some Pete Holmes Awesome. Here we go. Um but, um I, I should have told you this. Seriously. Yeah. The, uh, the the last person who wore those headphones had Ebola. Is that, that true? That's not even a joke. You know Kent Brantley, the doctor who Oh the Ebola guy? Yeah, yeah. That on your <laughs> yeah, he was on the podcast. I
1: I don't know who that is, but he you had You know Ebola? the
0: guy who went to Africa to help to get th-
1: Ebola? Yeah, no, he was a doctor to, to heal people. Oh wow. Yeah, and so he had it's him. What's the name of this podcast? No, uh, I don't mean that disrespectfully. No, I just no. I don't know anything about
0: Newsworthy it. Newsworthy with Norsworthy. New- mm, very You like nice. that? My high I s- really do like it, actually. My, my high school football coach used to come up to me and say, Hit pinch and then No, head. no, that's not <laughs> what he would happen. He'd say, he, he would say, Norsworthy, you keep yeah. working the legs, son. And one day, Norseworthy, you'll be newsworthy.
1: That's very fun. Yeah, it was nice. You know, I, it's not that surprising to me. I actually think the guys, uh, a lot of the athletic fellas that I knew, <laughs> were really, really funny in high school. Really? And the, and the coaches were certainly very funny. Yeah, well, that's... Well, there's, thank, there's a correlation you. between brain activity and, and physical activity. So the guys that are Wait. out like, running, it's true, just blood flow. Like I think there's the dumb and, jock stereotype. Well, that's go for sure, them. and I think that's what we're working against right now. That's what's so newsworthy about this podcast. You know I see what you did there. You just pulled that back in.
0: Well, is that what you guys? Is that what you people call a callback?
1: You people,
0: you comedians. Ah, yeah, you people.
1: You people is uh, is is like a slur for an audience. I don't know. Is if it you've really? Never heard me say that. Yeah, They're, Like I see comedians say uh, something innocuous. You know, like. I like chocolate. I don't know about you people. Audiences hate it. Like you really? Can really? Yeah. It's, it really is like a- Did I offend
0: you right there? No, not at are all. Are you mad at me? A little bit. Really? Should we work this out?
1: I don't know if we people are capable of that sort of empathy. Well, we have- feeling.
0: I, I just try to pull a podcast movie like you use where you just start talking. Yeah. That's what you do.
1: Yeah, no, no. It's working. It feels good for me. I, I feel like I need to set this up. You don't ever feel like you need to set it up? You can if you want. You know, I just had Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat Pray oh, Love, you on my podcast. And I regretted, I woke up that morning, like 4 a.m., I guess that night. And I really regretted that I didn't take a moment to say, This is Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm a huge fan of her work. You know mm. what I mean? So sometimes you'd be remiss to okay. skip
0: it. This is Pete Holmes. I'm a huge fan of his work, Eat Thank Pray you. Love. I wrote Eat Pray he, Love. He did a great job on that. I have a
1: new book coming out called Big Magic. It is. That's her book. Did you actually read it? Big Magic? Yeah. I read part of it, yeah.
0: You could part of it?
1: When I had a talk show, they used to highlight the uh, important sections. Of really? It. I'd, I'd like somebody in my life to just do that for my Okay, life.
0: so on um, my podcast, when I first started doing it, people would always come up to me and say, you, you actually read the book? That's amazing. Yeah.
1: And I thought... Oh, re- you really do that? I really do, because it's kind of like Got my... A little, ju- like, a taste of Ebola for the last guy?
0: I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I said, Kent, give me a hug. Let me go home and start give me having diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. A whiff of... J- a j- just a little... Eb- just the Rio kind. Just the Ebs. Just a little bit of that. Ebria. Yeah,
1: that's all it was. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you, <laughs> What made me think of this? You said something... Never mind. We'll talk about it later. Go on. I don't want to. I don't want hijack it. No,
0: hijack you it. You you have a great podcast. You're an outstanding. You. And not everyone who's a comedian is a great interviewer. Not everyone who has podcasts are good interviewers. And you're really really good at it.
1: It's inter- I, I really appreciate that. It's funny. It's, being somebody that's been on the other side of casting now, like I've had to cast videos and stuff, and it's interesting when you bring up a comedian, and you go like, I wonder if they can act. You know what I'm talking about, Brent? You'll just be like. Oh man, like Kate Berlant is one of my favorite comedians, and then you just have to kind of like hypothesize if they're able to do other things. Really, Chris Chris Rock uh, equated it to like just because you're a good waiter doesn't mean you're a good cook. You know what I mean? I was a waiter. I was pretty good at I it. I was pretty good at it too. Were you really? Employee of the month, Benigans.
0: I had the fastest service
1: time for lunch service at Chili's Ooh, in Abilene, Texas. I
0: love Chili. Yeah,
1: I also love Chili's Buffalo Burger, Nacho Ordinary Burger. Mm. (laughs) Well, it was called the Nacho Burger, but it said Nacho Ordinary Burger. Did you
0: kind of spend that when you were serving? I didn't
1: work at Chili's, but I went to Chili's like every week. You should have worked there then. I would have been great. The endless, uh, those like almost paper thin chips. Not, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I like the salsa because it's really just—it's not really that good. It's not good, but it's almost like a beverage. Like if I ran a mile <laughs> and someone handed me that salsa, I'd be like, "That's fine." Yeah, I feel better now. Thank you. I feel good. I feel invigorated.
0: You know, they had the little shakers for the margarita. Yeah. And I felt like the I was plastic ones. I felt like I was Tom Cruise on, on yeah. what was that movie?
1: Bart bartender? No I, cocktail.
0: That makes a whole lot more
1: sense, and I felt like I could just like spin it in the air. I never tried that. It's also plastic. The whole purpose I went to bartending school of a shaker is that it's metal and it makes it colder. So they were plastic. Just kind of, did, plastic didn't do that. It's as just well. all for show. Didn't do it as well. It's it, not it for it a go. Bit. I'd say I'd do it thirty-three percent as well. Thirty-three percent as well. I'm not a Chili CEO, but I should be. You should. I feel like you should uh, get something for that. Ch- Chili's is a good example of like perception. Because it's like you're sitting at a table. It's made of wood. Mm-hmm. It's a booth with tile on the there's top. There's tile and yeah. there's wacky stuff on the walls. Yeah. And like I would not eat at a Burger King, but I would eat a, at a Chili's, mm-hmm. even though it's probably very similar. Food. But you're a
0: vegan, so you're not going to really yeah. have a whole lot there. I don't know. Do you? Do you feel like how annoying that you're the, <laughs> <laughs> that you're
1: vegan? Yeah. That that I am a vegan. Okay, no. I'm not a vegan at all. Like whatever the opposite is. You know what? I'm, I'm going to steer this into the spiritual. Are you ready?
0: Can, okay,
1: I'm going to because I want to, not because you're a pastor <laughs> and not because I think that's what you do on your show, but because I would like to. Okay, let's but talk spiritual. I want spiritual. you to know that I, Brent and I were just talking about this, right? I'm I don't want everyone to be a vegan mm-hmm. in the exact same way I don't want anybody to come to Jesus or believe what I believe or okay. atheists to stop being atheists. Because what we're realizing, and we were just, weren't we just talking about this today? We were just like, that is the world. Remember in The Matrix? Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw The Matrix? I did. Uh, Agent Smith is talking about the first version of the matrix was a utopia and and nobody would accept it. So they would all wake up. You're going to explain it. a lot. Cause I really yeah. don't remember it that well. Well, the matrix is, is a fake reality. There's a pill. Yep. And you take, the it's pill not and... birth control pill. No, that's no. a better pill. It... <laughs> that is, that's, that's why it's the pill to quote Gary Goldman. That's why it's, <laughs> it's the, the pill. pill. Okay. Uh, the matrix pill is just a pill. Okay. Just a pill. that's a, that's pill. a Gary Goldman. But by the way, but, uh, Thanks, Gary. Here's the question. What is utopia? And I really think that's something that any believer of any system, including vegans, including Patriots fans, including Christians, Muslims, whatever it is, what is a perfect world? And like, if you could do anything, if you could really Hmm. shape the world in any way, what would you do? And me growing up, I I don't know you, Luke, but like me growing up, I would have said everyone would believe in Christ. Everybody would Mm -hmm. be liberated, way, truth, life, all that sort of stuff. And now... The more Eastern philosophy kind of I get mixed with my Jesusisms, I'm kind of like the only way an atheist knows he's an atheist is because of the believer, and the believer only knows he's a believer because of the atheist. It's Hmm. like if you lived in a world where – this is Alan Watts. He's a philosopher. If you lived in a world where everybody complimented everybody, like everything you did was perfect, like, oh, my God, a green shirt and a rubber ring, you are killing it. (laughs) At a certain point, it would become – Completely meaningless unless you had somebody to criticize. Mm. Similarly, Alan Watts talks about if you're in outer space, perfect blackness, no planets, no stars, you're just in outer space, and you saw two circles, and you yourself were a beingless being, you were just awareness. You would have no way to know how big those circles were because there would be nothing to compare them to. All right. So, similarly, I'm a vegan, but I don't need anyone, I said that on stage tonight, to become a vegan because I'm a vegan. and that – it's almost like the yin and the yang sort of idea. I'm a vegan and I exist because there are mediators and mediators that exist because I'm a vegan and we know each other. And then I'm kind of like you can be a Christian and then the atheist brings life to the Christian and the Christian brings life to the atheist. Okay. That's, that's what I was going to say to make things spiritual.
0: That's, you made it spiritual. That was good. <laughs> you made it spiritual. See what I did there? You made a joke about my podcast name. Well, you. you know,
1: newsworthy. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, okay, let's go – you had Richard Roarn. But I would ask you, is a utopia where everyone believes in Christ? Uh, I'm a Jesus person. I believe that. Yeah, sure. You believe that I'm a Jesus person? Yeah, some people feel kind of phony baloney. <laughs> no,
0: well, But I believe you're a Jesus thank person. Thank you. Yeah, and so I'm a Jesus person. I'm a big fan of Jesus. Yeah. I'm, I love – I want everyone to be a Jesus person. And so I would say in my ideal world, everyone's a Jesus person. Now, does that mean –
1: if everybody's a Jesus person, okay. let's go with that. Okay. Everybody is a Christ. Everybody sees the strings of the puppet show. They've woken up. Okay. They understand their divinity. Yes, They understand uh, their uh, interconnectedness with everybody. Okay. They love their neighbors as mm-hmm. themselves. What's going to happen is that becomes the normal. Okay. And then a new Christ is necessary okay. to show the next level. You understand? Okay, but what if there isn't a next level? What if
0: like the ultimate goal is... As people from – and we both grew up conservative Christians. Yeah. And uh, Gordon – what was the name of university? Gordon College. I went to Adelaide Christian University. I don't know if they're friends or not. They should be friend universities. Yeah, they should they're, be friends. Yeah, yeah. Hold hands. Yeah, they should. And sing songs together. Yeah. But Gentle. <laughs> hmm? I, don't <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. I don't think I want to know what that means. Gentle. But- Okay, but stop. You're, okay, Pete, I know your your dream in life is eventually become a youth pastor. Your mom? I want to regress and but, become a youth pastor. But yes. we're no, I can't hire you to you keep talking like that. Though we can't, we can't work together. You can't. And you
1: can't afford me. No,
0: what are you talking about? I'm come on, I'm teasing.
1: I really. You don't want me to be your youth pastor? I wouldn't, because you're so much taller than me. No, you, that come on. I I think I would like to work with you. I think we would have a lot of fun. I actually just texted Rob. I was like so many people in the line tonight. Uh, the meet and greet were like, I love what you do with Rob. And I am uh I am an enlightened I, I don't mean I'm enlightened. I'm with the enlightened people. Uh meaning your Christs and your Buddhas and mm-hmm. your Muhammads and whatever you want to say. I'm just into the business of waking up mm-hmm. and not for afterlife insurance which I think is what's happened to the Christian message. I I think it's been homogenized and pasteurized and reduced in a very Western and a very American way into a you're with us or you're against us. And as Rob Bell would say, it's curious how the people who say you're either with us or against us think they're in the one true one and everybody is in the broken one. I believe that there is something to this reality. Mm -hmm. I believe there's something behind it. Something, as a, a friend of mine said, it's like dogs trying to understand the internet. So there's a need for grace. There's a need for mm-hmm. a gift from whatever you want to call it, that will inform and enlighten you and enliven you and impassion you and embolden you and wake you up and bring you to the juice. That place that we all get to mm-hmm. from time to time. We dip in and we dip out. Mm-hmm. And then there, are Christs, man, I really, when I was a, a traditional believer, I would say I love Jesus and it was because, and again, I'm going back to Alan Watts here, it's because I thought I was supposed to love Jesus. Okay. I was told to love Jesus. And now when I meditate and I think about somebody who really does get backstage at the puppet show and sees the strings. And it's not about his afterlife insurance or him saving me in some sort of when I'm dead way. It's this guy. It's a man. It's a person ascending and and growing and, and transcending. Yeah. That moves me more than I can articulate now. It really is deeply stirring to me to consider these people who were stuck, just like you and me, stuck in these flesh robots. You know what I mean? Stuck in the burden of isolation and fear and mortality and time. What a drag. Born sick, dead 50 60 70 80 90 years what a nightmare and these people that come and taste the source and taste infinity and taste truth for a lack of a better term those people turn me on big time okay. i do get into a, a bit of a, a sticky situation when people say the tibetan monk who doesn't believe in jesus who spends his life i would say he doesn't swear allegiance to pringles but he spends his days cutting, frying, and peeling his own potatoes. Not in that order. I would say that guy doesn't need Christ any more than I need Krishna. You know what I'm saying? I just want people to get there. Okay. I'm a little drunk.
0: You're okay to set this up. Also, I was supposed to set this up at the beginning. That is 12:30 in the morning. It's 12:30. Two shows. You've done two shows, <laughs> and it's well past your bedtime. And yeah. so I, I can't imagine talking for
1: what's like three hours combined, and then. No, man, I'm happy to do this. No, and that's I'm, why I was like, "Let's do it after the show." I love talking about this stuff.
0: Is this what R. Kelly was talking about after the show? It's the after party. Is this that?
1: The after party? Yeah. The R. Kelly. It's quote. before
0: the hotel lobby, but it's it's after the party. It's it's something. <laughs> I don't. I was hoping you know R. Kelly better than me.
1: The only R. Kelly quote I know is, "Sorry, I didn't hydrate."
0: No, um, oh boy. W- let's not quote too much R. Kelly there.
1: <laughs> I, I need to keep my job. <laughs>
0: no, no, okay, okay. Let's backtrack. So you you want everyone to be to experience something. You want people to be enlightened.
1: I want. Yeah, I, I want to put the premium back on uh, personal experience. Okay. Because somebody else reporting their transcendence, somebody else experiencing their samadhi or their ultimate presence or mm-hmm. their, like I've been saying, seeing the code and understanding reality somebody else saying that won't get you there Mm -hmm. every any good mystic will tell you that the words and the and the i don't mean this in offense at all but the sermons and even what i'm saying now you've never heard one of my sermons i know i bet they're dope
0: that's that's actually what's on church website that's what they say okay but in those
1: but people explaining the spiritual, it'll never make sense because our language is inherently dualistic. Mm -hmm. It it belongs in the rational mind. It's a product of our egos. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, Krishna Das has this great quote where he says, we're trying to get out of a prison made of thought by sharing other thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like trying to get out of a hole by shoveling more dirt on yourself. When really, when you're meditating or contemplative prayer, as more Christians call it, or just kind of being still and knowing—that's in the I Bible. God, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to bring it into the old Christ camp. That stuff <laughs> Thank is you. saying, yeah, no, that's I'm, so sweet. Believe me, man. I—that's for me. I, I still have an affinity to all that stuff. Yeah, that's about saying there's something that can't be articulated. There's something that can't be packaged or taxed. Mm-hmm. There's something that can't be sold. There's no edition of the Bible that we can reprint and sell in this manner. There's no maps in the back it There needs to be a movement towards people not not taking someone 's word for it, but truth, as Terence McKenna said isn 't fragile it 's something we can stomp around we don 't have to tiptoe around it and as I found with my own experience with for, with Jesus, for example, as I was just saying at the beginning, it was very like don't don't say that about my god don't question that don't this don't that and now i 'm just kind of like wh- when it's real and when it's when mm-hmm. there 's something really true in there. We don't have to tiptoe around it. We can let people find it for themselves. And the words that we give and the and the sermons that we give and the books that we write, just like we were talking about, we weren't, someone in the line, we were talking <laughs> about Richard Rohr. We should be talking about Richard Rohr. I know, I'd love to. But Richard Rohr is a big, like, go find it for yourself. Someone else, this is such a cliche example, but someone else telling you what a strawberry tastes like won't get you to a strawberry. It just won't. Mm-hmm. It tastes like sweet and it's a little tart and it's soft. It doesn't... It won't get you there. And I think deeply that God, or whatever you want to call it, God wants you there. That's what the parable of the leaving the 99 sheep to find the one is. What's it going to take? Mm-hmm. What's it going to take? Do you need to believe the Bible literally? Do you want to believe it metaphorically? I don't give. And I'm speaking as God now. I don't give. Come over here. Mm-hmm. Get away from your limitations and your pain and, and get into the light
0: okay so um our friend plato has the famous allegory of the cave yeah you familiar with it i am okay so everyone's saying there what you see is really just the shadows of the fire behind you we we read that in uh intro to philosophy class freshman yeah. year of college okay so we'll see that and so there is a sense in which we're all aware that any knowledge that we have is partial and any ex- experience that we have it's our experience but it's not the full experience right and so there's a sense of humility which we all should bring to the table like, we, we all get that. But at some point, does it ever feel like that sense of humility waters down our ability to say
1: something matters and that, it, like, what you experience is legitimate? Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you get into a bit of an existential crisis. You're yeah. like, well, I believe in Jesus. Well, what's that mean? Or I believe in anything. Yeah. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And you can really fall. it. That, that's the beautiful thing. And that does bring up Richard Rohr. He thinks that, uh, like, falling into whatever you're into, like I was saying, if if it's a literal interpretation of the Bible, it's whatever gets you there. You know what I mean? Like if it encumbers you mm-hmm. to be like, well, what is real? And if that slows you down and you just end up up your own butt, like that's not for you. Get it out of the way. There's something there's something valuable about the rites and the traditions and the baptisms and the prayers. Yeah. And, and I, I don't have a hard heart. I used to towards that stuff. It's all about what gets you there. What do
0: you mean you used to have a hard heart towards it oh, I
1: used to after I lost my faith after my divorce I really was like very very bitter I still can be from time to time but bitter towards traditional churching but there has to be at a certain point we need to agree on some things you yeah. know what I mean and that's what groups are and, and, and that's what isn't it like the best of
0: what tradition is it says these are kind of things that we've all we've all bought into right and so we don't have to reinvent the wheel but this is kind of w-. and
1: man that's it's a really tricky thing and it's a little bit out of my depth. I'm not really good at that kind of philosophy, but it's kind of like saying we agree on this and if somebody comes in and goes, "Well, what about this? What about this? What about this?" and at that point you might need to be like, "Well, maybe this this group isn't for you. Maybe you should start your own group." Mm-hmm.
0: That door that just opened, clear. and I thought I was like a ghost that coming was creepy.
1: in. The uh, Holy Ghost. It was Elijah, <laughs>
0: which, which, by the way, I appreciate the Elijah joke you just made on Thank set. You very you much. left the room. for I think the one person laughing in the back that was me. Uh, I, I it I loved it. Yeah.
1: You know, man, I really do have a lot of love for the Christian tradition. I, I don't think it's like uh, necessarily a bad thing. It, it gets into some muddy waters when it starts to cause pain. And I'd really like hmm.
0: to. What do you mean by that? Like. And this is the, the faith that you grew up with. This yeah. is your parents are still part of that sort of faith, yeah, to some degree, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, so y- you have y- you've been in it, and mm-hmm. so when it causes pain, what kind of pain
1: have you? And seen? And what I've been in might not be what you're in. I don't want to. I'm assume. in the right one. Uh, uh, <laughs> Luke killing it from half court. <laughs> uh, I just mean when your faith uh, starts to feel like just another belief system that you bought into we buy into a lot of beliefs in this world and they're intellectual prisons and stuff and it's it's very trippy to talk about i suppose but uh when my faith started causing me pain i always had a really really hard time with the with the idea of hell this is why obviously rob was so appealing yeah
0: love wins yeah you talked about that
1: When I read Love Wins, I immediately, I'm a proselytizer. I just sent it to everybody. Did you really? Everybody. I gave one to Bill Burr. I gave one to my mom. That was nice of you. I really just was like You are a proselytizer. I I saw you, I listened to you uh,
0: promoting uh, Roar to Jimmy Kimmel on your podcast. Yeah. And I thought, I would love for Jimmy to bring old Roar out to the old. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, his late night show. That would make me so happy. And it should happen. But, um, okay, so you get Love Wins. That was a big fear of yours.
1: Yeah, the pain. I, I, you know, I remember very distinctly being in uh, a restaurant in New York with my family, and my brother was never. He didn't buy it the whole Christian thing as much as I did. I bought it because grown-ups told me it was true. And really? I was, yeah. I was. When, how
0: old were you when you really felt like you started to buy it?
1: Young. I was pretty young, like junior high. Junior I would high. Say yeah.
0: So you're, thirteen, fourteen, and yeah, you're like. Yeah.
1: And I was like, this guy is six foot one. He has a car. And he just told me that if I jerk off, I go to hell. So I'm like, not going to do that. I'm five,
0: ten and a half. Uh, would, yeah. Would, I would have believed you. You would, Okay. Yeah, just yeah, wondering yeah. what the height <laughs> It's not was.
1: necessarily height. It was the car? The, if you had a car, I would have believed you. Truck. I have a truck. Truck. Texas. I believed you. Okay. So that guy told you <laughs> you need to behave this way. He didn't necessarily say the jerking off thing, but it was stuff like that. And I believed it. My brother didn't buy it. He was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in a restaurant. Uh, and he said to me it was the quickest way to get my goat if people still use that phrase I don't think they do yeah I think no. they do get my goat Mm-mm. and he w- when people would get my goat he would <laughs> <laughs> he would be like so you believe it would always be like so you believe that a uh, kid goes to hell you'd start with that and you'd be like no there's the age of accountability there's some kids that some kids need to go to hell have you seen problem child <laughs> Dum-dum. Have you seen the Good Son? Uh, those are both evil children. <laughs> uh, but uh, he was like, "What about no. kids? And all I, kids? Sh- no, they shouldn't. Go all to kids help. go to hell?
0: They should? No, none of them should." No, no. Okay, go
1: ahead. Uh, so he'd be like, "What about kids?" And I'd be like, "No, age of accountability." And then he'd be like, "Well, what about a, a a Buddhist monk spends his whole life meditating and looking for God and yeah, yeah. helping people, and he falls in a ravine?" And I'd be like, "Well, well yeah, if he doesn't accept Christ." But the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. So he would have had an opportunity. He would have been without excuse. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like That's well, Romans one twenty for those. There you go. Yeah. I'm not around. Uh, see, again, youth pastors can't know. Uh, you don't have to endorse this. Luke deserves his job to <laughs> continue working where he's working. The fact that he's reaching out to heathens like me mm-hmm. is would wouldn't you say what Christ would be doing? Exactly. So yeah. And Pete's going to be baptized at the end of this. So. I was, I've already been baptized twice, so don't go, worry about it. Third time's a charm. If it's not immersion, it doesn't count. Ex- yes. Thank, thank you. you. That's my tradition. Thank but, you. Uh, so
0: they ask you the question of what about this good person? Why
1: should they go to hell? And then he goes, what about me? I don't believe the way you believe. Am I going to hell? And I used to get really, really worked up about that. And that's when it was actually starting giving me a pain, starting giving me pain uh you had pain Yeah, i had pain it was very very hard for me some might
0: call that cognitive dissonance cognitive my dissonance. dad's a psychologist
1: so he just d- yeah but so it wasn't grace peace kindness love joy redemption it was it wasn't any of the things that made this thing a thing mm-hmm. it was just me going oh, everyone i know that doesn't believe how i believe is going to burn forever in a conscious eternal torment mm. And that was, that was a very, very – it's not very sympathetic. People, I don't expect people to sympathize with that. But when you're raised in that, it causes a lot of discomfort. Yeah. And I do believe that Christ's message wasn't to burden people with dogma or fundamentalism. I think he came to uh, liberate. Mm-hmm. His, I don't even think he came to. I think he liberated himself, and then he told people – What Mm. he was doing. Okay. My favorite thing about Jesus is that Rob and I were talking about it and we're like, if Jesus were here now, if he came back now, I said to Rob, I was like, what do you think he'd say? And Rob was like, he didn't even hesitate. He goes, what are you still doing talking about me? And that's Hmm. really empowering to me. Hmm. The structure of the church, the ignoring of the agnostic gospels, your gospel of Thomas, look at yourself as upon a door, knock upon it, and whatever you reveal to yourself shall be revealed that lack of empowering hmm. gospel and the uh, reinforcing of the structure you need to come here you need to do this you need to give you need to mm-hmm. be obedient and the taking away of the emphasis of um, personal experience mm-hmm. i think is is uh, not what jesus was about
0: yeah and there's some in the 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 gospels that made it into our book some of them
1: did some the ones that made it in they which even, ones the new age one john
0: yeah, that is the New Age uh-huh. one. That's like the, the weird, but it's the easiest one to translate from Greek. So that's probably why it made it in. Is that true? Yeah, the, the, the Greek is like super like seventh grade. <laughs> so it is, it is. But like even in there, like he says, you will do greater things
1: than these. That's what Rob said. That's the verse he said. He always is quoting me. Uh when Rob rips me off, it's all the time. But when Jesus says, you'll do greater things than these, I'm just kind of like, "That's that's what it's about. This yeah. is about taking the ball and running with it. I've mm-hmm. said that many times on my podcast. I'm like... We're not just supposed to write songs about the guy that returned the ball for seventy-five yards or whatever. That's amazing, mm-hmm. but he, you know, it's, what's it called? It's like a sports. halfback toss. You know, he sports. throws it to you. That's your thing, man. It's my sports. I'm right in my you, comfort zone. Yeah, but he throws it to you. You're supposed to run with it, not just be like, "Look at what Jesus did." This is these are examples. Participating. It's a, it's it's a very empowering thing. Mm-hmm. And I one of the things that does bother me about modern church is just like. It's just about being like, Jesus did it. I can't wait to get to heaven yeah. to praise the guy that did it. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, get to doing it. Get to work, yeah. Get to doing it now. Yeah. And get to realizing that the only thing that's in between you and being there isn't not saying, even though that's not
0: going to help you get the job as a youth faster.
1: I understand that, and I have a big heart for people that are in the business. Okay, okay but you, okay, you saying Of selling. No,
0: no, you can't say that. No, no, So no, I really do.
1: I mean, I believe that you have a—I'm going to assume that you are in it for the right reasons and you want to help people and, and rescue people. But then comes a whole slew of things that you have to do. You yeah. have to be friendly. Mm-hmm. One of Rob's things is, like, telling pastors, like, it's okay. Take time for yourself. Take time off. You don't always have to be there for the, cr- believe me, there's going to be crazy cat ladies at your new church mm-hmm. that want to talk to you every week mm-hmm. about how many times they watch television they shouldn't watch or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's going to be very boring. It's okay to shut off to that and be like, how I exactly gotta, how many
0: how many minutes are in that conversation till I can shut that off from you?
1: I'd give it. I wouldn't even have it when you see her frumping. Towards just run, you, yeah. Just spin on your heels. You know what? I got a package in the mail today. baptismal.
0: This lady said that she's one of the, quote unquote, like, old ladies at the church, and she sent me the nicest gift. It said, in case you're having cold feet about the new job, I send you some new socks.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: That was a really nice gesture. She's So I would not run from her. She seems very nice. But,
1: okay. And I don't mean to assume, I, I don't think church people are crazy. You or just anything. think everyone with cats are crazy. Uh, yeah, my mom had cats, so yeah. there you
0: go. My uncle is a veterinarian just for cats.
1: Thermometer up the butt.
0: I don't know what that means. That's how they do it. I don't know. Nope, I don't Cat's think That's not so. <laughs> going to hold it under its tongue. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's not true at all. Okay. We're going to circle this right on back. Right on back. You said... <laughs> 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 oh, so fired. Uh, I'm going to be your road manager. Can I carry your bags for you? No. You said <laughs> as an adolescent, you struggle with the idea of like people going to hell. Yes. But earlier and i'm not trying to doctor fill you but you said like you your faith had a crisis after your divorce Yeah, which uh early mid 20s i was 28 28 okay is that late 20s then that's late yeah, 20s, that's late 20s. Like, after 26 so, it's late yeah we'll go after 26 so young man your yep. faith struggled with the idea of hell 28, it's after divorce, and that was which made your life trauma, which is very normal. Mm-hmm. It seems like y- you go through some stuff. You
1: either go hard for Jesus or you, away. You go away, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But so that had nothing to do with your questions, or is it more just the like hell the hell stuff? Yeah, the hell stuff that bothered you as a young man when you're 28.
1: That's a good question, Luke. That's a generous question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I lost my faith when my wa- when I- my wife <laughs> left me. <laughs> Because um, the hell stuff started, that remained unresolved okay. the whole time. So that's for like 16 years, it's, it's there. But look, man, Christianity isn't just a belief system. It's a, it's a way of being normal. Mm-hmm. It's a way of having a worldview. Mm-hmm. It does a lot of the thinking for you. It does a lot of the, it fills in a lot of gaps for you. I'm not even saying this in a bad way. It's a group. It's a community you're it's part of. It's a community yeah. and it feels good. So even though I was like, I don't think because if I really did, I don't think my wayward uh, guy, all the comedians I met in New York were, were scumbags. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They they were, they did drugs. They mm-hmm. the kind of people Jesus would hang out with. Yeah, that's, they that's there. saw prostitutes and stuff. Saw they s- they saw them.
0: Are they? Is that like a, a doctor? You saw them? Yeah, play? you see them. I don't think they have a copay. I don't. I don't know if you're familiar with how that works, but I don't think that's
1: all they were doing. That's true. They, they definitely also <laughs>
0: played cards. Their nope. Oop. Nope. Got but, that? Nope. <laughs> but
1: uh, I, I didn't believe I didn't actually believe that they were going to hell. That's that was something that I, start, I started calling myself a hopeful universalist. Okay. Meaning I didn't think that the scriptures endorsed universalism, but I was hopeful. Yeah. And that's how I put that aside. Then, if you can imagine uh, a version of me that didn't swear, didn't drink, n- had never done a drug. I'd like to have him on the podcast. Yeah, no, I, if you'd <laughs> like, I can summon him, like, inside the actor studio. You can talk to him if you want. <laughs> but uh, that guy married the first girl he ever slept with. We we did have sex before marriage, but, like, we knew we were going to get married, so it was kind of like, it's fine, Like we'll slip this in. Uh, But I was serious. Like, I wasn't in anything but Christian. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, says it. This whole podcast is going to be edited. No, you can't edit it. This is I've never edited one before, but you
1: can't. I. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going? Should we get out of here? How long should we? How long should we have? Everybody else is gone. Oh, really? Yeah, and I just needed to settle with you. Okay, Uh, we'll be done in like 15 minutes. Is that cool? Okay, thanks, man. Thank you. We'll wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wasn't, and I really didn't do that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really was—I evangelized and I uh, walked the walk and Mm -hmm. I, I led Bible study in high school. There were girls that wanted to have sex with me and I didn't. You know what I mean? There's a difference between that guy and the guy that just didn't have sex because no one wanted to have sex with him.
0: No, you're attractive. Thank you. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. You're attractive.
1: But, you know, I really said to myself, I was like, treasure in heaven, man. She wanted to have sex with me. It doesn't matter. It's treasure in heaven. And, uh, (laughs) where were, what, that guy distracted me. What were we talking about? We were
0: talking about, um, When you decided, when you walked away from faith. Right.
1: So then I was like, how could, this is so immature. I think there's a completely wrong thinking, but I was like, I did everything I thought God asked of me and married this other Christian woman. And then she cheated on me with a small Italian man named Morocco. And how could that happen? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I'm so Richard Rohr turned me on to this Catholic saint who had this great quote. I forget her name. It's another Teresa, but it's not mother Teresa. She said, maybe she said, the only way people come to God is through pain. Yeah. And I was like, we started to think of God as, as protection. as like a guy who's going to, we slip him a 50 and he's going to keep away mm-hmm. disease. But I've seen more people get cancer diagnoses and wake up because yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And, and just as Rob, when we were on the road talking about people with divorces and deaths and breakups and all these terrible things and that 's what got them there mm-hmm. and I look at losing your traditional faith now not as a bad thing, whereas I used to look at it as the worst thing I now look at i look at I look at it as an essential step to the process hmm. there 's no resurrection without crucifixion. I really believe that 's one of the key messages of the story yeah. it 's not that we 're to avoid betrayal and lashes and nails it 's that we 're supposed to know that that's what brings you to redemption and grace and peace. Because there I was, sleeping all day, drinking alone, just sad. It was a rough rough time. It wasn't, this is where the pop-ups come, it wasn't as bad as other things that happened to other people, but it was bad for me. And at the end of that, here I am feeling more compassion and more awareness and more connection and more love. And I do these shows and meet the people afterwards, and there's more people that are like, hey, I had cancer and your podcast helped me and we met because of your podcast, or whatever it is. And I'm like, that's where it's at. It's not, going back to the beginning of the podcast, it's not the utopia of everybody believing. Mm-hmm. It's the complicated tapestry, the weird mosaic of dark pieces and light pieces that includes evil, if you want to call it that, includes pain, including includes faith and loss of faith. Because that's, the journey if god wanted us all to just believe the same thing he could have started reality in heaven and we'd all just be praising him if that's really what mm. this anthropomorphized god that just wants that it's weird to think of a perfect thing wanting anything mm-hmm. other than knowing itself <laughs> including through pain and suffering and loss yeah. so that's what is that's why i don't want atheists to not be atheists that they bring out me hmm. and i bring out them.
0: What about the, this is probably 18 year old Pete who would say, but you experienced something good. So wouldn't you want them to have it too?
1: Man, I'm just trying to figure it out. And Mm. I have as much depression and darkness. And that's, that's really when you get into the trouble is when you have the pastors that feel the burden of having a perfect life and feeling like they don't feel lost and they don't feel doubt. No. my face man if you don't have mornings where you wake up i'm not saying you i'm just saying if a, if a pastor doesn't have mornings that's what's so brilliant about rob he writes in what we talk about he, he writes about the easter uh giving an easter sermon and when he just didn't, didn't believe it no yeah. get that back in the story have you read the bible it's uh, lamentations and job it's people shaking their fit have you read c.s lewis it's about Inclusion of everything. Mm -hmm. It's not about Ned Flanders. It's not about being clean ethically, because ethics are different from culture to culture. It's about waking up. It's about not seeing the difference between you and a homeless person or you and your neighbor in need. And it's not for some reward later. It's because you see that the awareness or the witness in you is the same as the witness in them. And you, you go, this is just a part I'm playing. It's just an illusion. I'm playing the part of Pete Holmes, and you're playing the part of Luke Newsworthy. But at the at the end of Close. the day, we're, yeah, we're just parts of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the more we can increase love and patience and peace and kindness and gentleness and forgiveness, the better. But not to the exclusion of people that are just, you know. Yeah. Doing their own so,
0: thing. So what was preventing you from having that same sort of view of other people, like being able to see the image of God in everyone, previous faith Pete, I don't want to say like walking away from it, but like yeah. your new, like awakening. And as our, our friend Richard Rohr, we talking about like all spirituality is about letting go. And he talks about, you know, people train, like the way of transformation happens, like one of two ways, love or suffering. Yeah. And so maybe it's suffering that helped you see that your own suffering helped you be, be able to be at peace with other people and give them love. Yeah. Uh, Henry Nowen one of my favorite people. He's a Catholic priest who wrote about this idea of being a wounded healer, like out of our own woundings, that's how we see that's others. Right. Is that like
1: what you're pointing to? Like
0: that's how you yeah, were able to it,
1: see that? It helped me see what we were fighting against. It mm-hmm. wasn't just a bubblegum reality of like let's all just watch PG movies and let's all put parental controls on the internet. It's always there. It's mm-hmm. not dependent on you being a Boy Scout. It's always always there step back into the divine it's there that's what makes it divine you know what i'm saying yeah so once i started suffering i started seeing there's real pain there's real loss there's real desperation and emptiness and if we can work against that that's a good thing and if somebody's working against that in the name of atheism a lot of the most ethical people i know are atheists no uh completely selfless they're not doing it for some reward or because a lifeguard god is watching them uh if it's an atheist or a buddhist or or a, a hindu it doesn't matter i i think we all just need to for me it's important to have some sort of story to pour my understanding of the transcendent into and for me it's the christ story but it doesn't need to be for you. It doesn't matter at all mm-hmm. if it's that way for you.
0: Now, I've heard you talk about uh, Roar's Cosmic Christ stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, for some, the idea is that Christ is showing up in all these different stories, but it's still the, like the essence of this this Christ essence. Right. Now, n- not everyone can get there, and that's fine. But it is that undergirding your ability to say you don't have to be part of this story because God is popping up all over the place? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
1: as as Ramdas says we're all just walking each other home and that, I think that's really true and it, it's like whatever that's the leaving 99 thing it's the same thing it's like whatever gets you there it, it, it could be music or silence or whatever it could be good sex or mushrooms or my sermons or your sermons yeah. if your sermons are as good as mushrooms I will come to your church
0: really okay put, that's send. a
1: big have you taken mushrooms no mm. Luke the God phone is ringing kind of okay stuff.
0: well um, kids at my new church, let me tell you, uh, Pete Holmes has not passed his interview. He is not going to be a youth pastor. The don't do drugs, kids. Uh, speech it's not was... Not a
1: drug, really. It's just a food. It's, it's a it's goes a must from the ground.
0: And that's... You're a fun guy. I don't know what to say <laughs> right now.
1: That's not good at all. Man, you're good. I feel like we should wrap up. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, no, We the dreadlock we, guy. He was going to be yeah, mad at you. I appreciate you, man. And thanks for having me on. And thanks for letting me speak my piece. Mm-hmm. And I think... You don't... Here's the thing. Tell me the thing. You don't have to be me. That's my whole point. You don't have to take mushrooms. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say... You don't have to be okay with atheists. You can be you, Mm -hmm. Luke Mm Norznerly, preaching the gospel from a literal interpretation. Well, that's... Here is Christ, mm -hmm. virgin birth, sinless life, physical death and resurrection, redemption and salvation Mm -hmm. in a literal heaven or a literal hell. And that is just fine because that's where I came out of it did me fine because here I am on the other side that's different it's not a better side it's not left or right or up or down It's just another place mm-hmm. do you man be me just please okay don't cause any suffering
0: don't cause any suffering so is 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 there anything specific you don't want me to
1: suffer? don't the gays don't with anybody that seems
0: like a poor choice of words it's, it's just my uneducated opinion
1: don't preach hate
0: can we just be friends we with are friends. everyone? No, just me and everyone. Oh, I see. And you and me, we, we can be friends too. They yeah, can be friends. I don't know about that. Once you what? get a
1: board of elders and once you get a salary and once you get a house that they're paying for and once you get the steps to peace with God pamphlets and the offertory envelopes.
0: Offertory. I mean. What if we just do online giving?
1: That's fine. But okay. promise me, if you ever start to feel that your spiritual growth, which is more important than anything, okay. is being squelched by a system that might as well be Microsoft.
0: Mm-hmm. It's Austin, so it'd be Dell.
1: Do what Jesus would do and say, "Let's turn these tables over, and okay. you can crucify me." But like as my table, it's I one of
0: up. those like electronic ones that goes up and down. Yeah, so it's kind of bolted to the ground. So what if I just like load it really low? That's fine. Would that count? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, Pete. Thank you. This has been fun, I and hope so. we we need to get out of here before the dreadlock guy gets mad at you.
1: Well, God love you.
0: Okay, thank you. Give, we're shaking hands.
1: Stay black. I'm not. not
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for checking out Newsworthy with Norsworthy. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You are now adjourned.